0: Does this sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days?
1: What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning.
0: They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is it's not about, about freedom, freedom or personal choice.
2: Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee-woo-wee-woo.
0: And the average, everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome back to another episode of conservative daily podcast. I'm your host, Joe Altman, man. Let me just explain to you a little bit about my philosophy. So I know I want to get a couple of news things out there. Elon Musk bought 9.2 percent. is the largest shareholder in Twitter. Um, And (laughs) he was he was on uh, doing an interview with Babylon B and said, you know, so, you know, what 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 did you think? And he goes, well, I invested basically a, a rounding error. And I think it cost him like $3 billion or $4 billion. And what I thought was interesting about why he invested with Twitter, I don't think he's done with Twitter, is that he is pushing towards free speech. And he's like, it's just, it's gone too far, taking away people's right to speak. But it's not the taking apart the people's right to speak that is only the problem, it is the deviation from this thing we call the Constitution. And over the last couple of days, they have been doubling down on election conspiracy theorists and election deniers. They're, they're basically slandering people who are standing up and talking about the theft of the voice of the American people. And so I got to tell you, I'm not going to stop talking about it. I'm not going to stop talking about it. Mr. Producer, are you going to stop talking about it? You're not going to stop talking not about it. Not until the day I die. Because it's absolute truth. There's no we're not we're not chasing so we're not a poor loser and say oh Joe Biden won? No. We know that's not what happened. We know that the machines are corrupt. We know that they stole the election in nearly every state at every level. So this morning we had Stephanie we had Stephanie and Tom on. Tonight we have Eric Eric Spick Spikine, right? Did I say that right? Eric Spikine. And we're going to talk about the report he put together in Maricopa County. And frankly, I'm going to ask some tough questions because they pulled his report. As far as I'm concerned, after reading the report, it's more damning and should have been included. But at the last minute, Logan, that's the Senate, pulled his information from the Arizona audit report. Let's welcome Eric to the show. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you. So we got a a lot to talk about here. I I, I got a chance to go through your report, but walk me through how you got involved. Actually, tell everyone who you are first, and then we'll walk into the things that you've done.
2: Sure. My name is Eric Spikine. I work for a private forensic consulting firm. I've handled election matters now for a little over 25 years. I've been doing document examination for over 29 years now. I've handled other presidential election matters, for instance, in South Bend, uh, when there were forgeries on the nominating ballots in 2008, it resulted in four people uh, from the government or from the the committee in that county going to prison. Uh, I've handled Senate elections, uh, recall petitions, governors, mayors, all over the country uh, many, many times.
0: So you don't have any experience is what you're telling us.
2: A little bit, a little bit on uh, on petitions, <laughs> ballots, elections, uh, in general. Yes, of course, it's very seasonal. You don't get it every day. It's only a, a limited time of year it comes around, but uh, but I do see it quite frequently.
0: Well, now you're seeing it even more frequently because they're they're making it a national deal to steal elections. Uh, so, tell us how you got involved in Maricopa County.
2: Uh, I was asked to assist Doug Logan in the review of the ballots Uh, unfortunately i was asked after the original ballots had been uh, photographed tallied and so on so i didn't have access to the actual original paper ballot to examine i got photographs uh, and i got zoomed in photographs of certain sections of the ballots and i got access to the data the tallies of each group of 200 or so uh, and the counts, percentages, all those things. So I had the raw data, and I had the photographs of the ballots.
0: So uh, I'm going to put this up here. I'm going to read the executive summary of your report. I find it, and then we're going to get into why it didn't make it into the report itself and why this information, which is, is probably the most damning, because it shows that there are ballots that were just they were, they were were printed from somewhere else, right? They were...
2: That's they were- a... Very good summary, absolutely. We don't know where, but it wasn't where it was supposed to be.
0: I just made them appear.
2: (laughs) They came out of somewhere, though.
0: Right. So let me read this. Um, I have been asked to review scans and microscopic photographs of the ballots of the November 2020 election in Maricopa Maricopa County, Arizona. I have identified over 23,000 ballots that were printed from an unidentified printing source other than directly from the PDF for the original official election ballot. The ballots were counted in batches of 200. Based on the count, 61 batches have been found that contain a percentage of 90 or higher for one of the candidates. 58 out of 61 batches favor Biden by over 90%, and three out of 61 batches favor Trump by over 90%. Each of these batches identified is from an early voting ballots, which I have been told is a random accumulation from across the area. While the 58 to 3 discrepancy may seem unexplainable, I would recommend a statistician to calculate the chances of nearly every race containing such a wide discrepancy. The total number of ballots in this discrepancy alone exceeded 10,440 in favor of Biden, 58 times 200 per batch. Biden, three times 200 per batch. Trump equals 11,000. All right, so, so tell me what we're looking at here. Um, tell, me, tell me what that means. Let's, let's bring it down to layman's terms so everybody understands. What does, what's the significance of that?
2: So there's two separate findings that you read there in the summary, and they're not related to one another other than in the direction the evidence flows. So the first one is about the uh, printed from the official PDF ballot. Right. So as we know, when you go to early voting, uh, you can get, you can go to any, and this is, I'm not saying for every city or county in the United States, but it's very common. You can go to any polling location, maybe, be by your office, your church, your work, your gym, your dentist, whatever, and you can vote early. But you can vote for any race that you're allowed to vote for at that location. In order to allow for this, they have to have a ballot ready for, in a sense, every permutation and combination in the different votes there can be. So if we take, uh, well, let's take Maricopa County as the example. They're all voting in the same presidential race because they're all in the same country. If there was a governor's race, they would all be voting for the same governor. Senator, maybe, maybe not, depending on where the lines are drawn. But when you get to, okay, what water referendum are we voting for? What school board candidates are we voting for? What uh, sheriff are we voting for? Those sort of things. There's going to be nuances in every group. Some of the same people might be voting for the same sheriff, but not the same school board. Long story short, when you look at all the different ways the race could have been shaped for that county in that election, it was just over 5,000. So 5,000 different ballots there could have been asked for at any of the early polling locations, depending on where the person lived and what they're allowed to vote in.
0: So the number is actually. 10, yeah.
2: Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Now, the number is actually 10,000 because they were the same in English and the same in Spanish but it was the same races so to speak okay but there were 10,000 ballots but 5,000 different ways that a person could have voted that could have gone to an early vote okay and when I say early voting I mean going to a location to vote before election day I don't mean a ballot at home that was requested because those are printed at a different source so that that printing is different So of these early voting locations, you have these different ballots. Now, a PDF is created for each one of these. And presumably, every one of the early locations where you could vote would have the same PDF because they should be voting on the same races from a certain location. You go in, you present your address, and they say, here's your ballot. It prints out, and you vote. You return the ballot. As you know, when when you... print from a PDF, you get clear, clean lines if it's a good PDF, especially if it was created. And I found over 23,000, nearly 25,000 actually, uh, ballots that were printed from something other than a computer generated PDF like all the other ballots. So in these 1 million or whatever number of ballots there were, 23,000 of them came from a source that wasn't the same. It wasn't from the actual PDF that is on the voting district's computers that print upon demand, a print upon presentation of a person on demand.
0: So, so what would you'? I think don't know that, where. So, so what do you think about those ballots? I mean, are, does that mean those ballots are, are fraudulent? What does that tell us about those, those 25,000 ballots?
2: Well, this is what should be investigated at the very minimum. Where did they come from?
0: Okay, now, so let me, let me ask you a question. I mean, this is, this is a, I've read the entire report. Uh, has Brnovich contacted you?
2: I, I would say no, because I don't know who that is.
0: Brnovich, uh, the uh, A.G. Brnovich of Arizona, the Attorney no. General of Arizona. He has not contacted you. He has not. Has the Arizona Senate contacted you? No. Has anybody contacted you or called you and said, hey, look, I've reviewed your report. I have questions. Has anybody asked you questions about your report?
2: Nobody in any governmental or authoritative position in Arizona has done such. No.
0: Were you paid to go out to Arizona? Yes, I was. So you're paid to go out to Arizona. You did a report because you were paid to do the report. And the report came back and all of a sudden they're like, uh, uh, and you get nothing. You get ghosted.
2: I'm Yes, that's exactly right. I've heard no response at all in any form. No.
0: Okay. So let's go through. You have a video on your website. So I want to.
2: It's on another website. It wouldn't be on mine.
0: Election investigation. Election investigation. Okay. Election investigation website. And it has you in Arizona. We're going to. We're going to play parts of this. Let's start with the parts of Cut Two. We'll play about two or three minutes, and I'll come back and just ask you some questions. Let's cut about sure. two minutes.
1: You are about to watch exclusive, never revealed evidence from the Arizona audit. This new evidence disputes the validity of over 25,000 votes when combined with the previous Arizona audit report. The number of disputed ballots reaches 71,751 votes, nearly seven times Biden's 10,457-vote margin of victory. This is a big development. The Fox News decision desk is calling Arizona for Joe Biden. That is a big get for the Biden campaign. Uh, there was a big
0: vote in the largest county in America, Maricopa County, that put uh, Biden on top, and the rural areas that Donald Trump dominated just didn't have enough juice in them, of the votes to catch up.
1: It's true, the media recorded Joe Biden's margin of victory at 10,457 votes, 0.03% of total votes cast, 0.03%. Did Joe really win? According to election auditors, 23,344 mail-in ballots were voted from a prior address. There were 10,342 potential voters that voted in multiple counties. 9,041 more ballots returned by voters than received. 3,432 official results did not match who voted. And there were 2,592 more duplicates than original ballots. What does this mean? The Arizona Senate and Attorney General must enforce the laws. Meet Eric Spekine, a world-renowned expert who analyzed ballots from the Arizona audit. His findings have not yet been released. He has testified and performed examinations in over 2,000 cases in five continents. His expert testimonials have been featured in the Wall Street Journal. America's Most Wanted, Forensic Files,
2: and Good Morning no. America, to name a few. No! I'm Eric Spikine, I'm a forensic chemist and a forensic document analyst. That means I deal with all aspects of question documents, when they were made, if they've been altered, changed, or added to, and how long ink has been on paper. I was asked if I had experience in election matters to look at primarily printing processes, machine copied marks, uh, CPS code, which is a counterfeit protection system, And I said that I did, and I traveled to Arizona with three other people from my office. There were two primary findings uh, that I had. Number one is that there were a series of ballots uh, that I examined the photographs of. And the minion, as the election subcontractor, produced ballots for each of the zones or districts that were involved, at least in the area that I looked at here in Maricopa County. and there were 5,000 approximately, a little over, different ballots. As you know, in a state there could be two different senator races. There could be 10 different house races. And all the permutations and combinations is what gives you the 5,000. So they create a final ballot for each one of these districts or zones or regions so that when you go in and you give your name and it knows you're from this area, you would get this ballot to vote on all the issues that pertain to you, and only the issues that pertain to you. And I found that there were about 25,000 ballots that were not printed from the official Dominion PDF ballot. In other words, the printing process, appearance, uh, is completely different than what you would get from a first-generation PDF printing. As you can imagine, the lines are perfect. So they're perfectly straight, no breaks in them, the circles or ovals as they may be, and they're a solid line. When I examined some of the early voting ballots and election day ballots from various polling locations, there were about 25,000 that did not have printing from this perfect PDF, as you would expect, but instead had breaks in all the same places around an oval. So you can look at one of the ovals and there are imperfections in the line, and they're in the same place on every single one of these ballots.
1: These 25,000 unidentifiable ballots alone represent over double the amount of Joe Biden's 10,457 vote margin of victory.
2: Today is the first day of early voting in Arizona.
1: Our Dennis Welch visited one family-owned ballot printing company working hard. The process itself should not be political.
2: But that is where Kevin Runbeck finds himself this election year. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. As President Donald Trump this continued his attack on mail-in ballots in last week's it. debate.
1: We're gonna see one off small things happen. Uh, we're gonna see people who game in it we are going to see people gaming it. This is straight from the mouth of Kevin Runbeck himself, admitting to the possibility of election fraud. Runbeck Election Services is no ordinary family business. They provide mail-in ballots and other election services to over 70 million voters in the US. That's a total impact on 37% of all registered voters in the US. And like most families, they too have preferred candidates. Yeah, let's go ahead and pause it right here
0: if we can. So, Eric, you know, I wanted to get through that part because it goes through the ballots and Runbeck, and we know Runbeck is closely tied to Dominion. I'm going to ask you a very loaded question here. Do you believe that the election in Maricopa County was a legitimate election?
2: Well, the election was legitimate. The outcome and the way the votes were counted is what we're trying to figure out. The, the part that's frustrating to me is the evidence is there. It's literally sitting on the pieces of paper. And if I had access to the paper, I could tell you. As I was getting to a minute ago, so you saw the, the printing process that I was talking about in that video, how they weren't perfect ovals and so on. When you have something that's printed on a color copier or copied on a color copier, it imparts the CPS code. As it yeah. showed you in that video, the CPS code tells you the serial number of the machine that did it and the date that it was created. So if we get the CPS codes from these ballots that have the genuine ones, should check out, right? The ones that look like all the others, then let's look at the 23,25,000 that we found. And let's see what the CPS code shows there. Number one, when they were printed would be highly interesting, of course. Yeah. Right? If it was printed after election day Dude. or not. I mean, we should know. And secondly, what machine was it printed on and who owns that machine? That may explain it. I don't know. But that's the answer. That would That's the truth serum right there. Literally, the yellow dots are still sitting on the pieces of paper and it's findable. Okay. It can be had. It can be determined.
0: Okay, so but they never recontacted you. You wrote your report. You went home with your team, and they never contacted you again. Correct. All right, I need to do an ad read real quick. If we can, one of our sponsors. This uh, podcast sponsored by IP Vanish. If you're tired of seeing if someone's always watching you on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. If you're concerned about the privacy of your identity, using incognito mode won't always solve the problem either. IPVanish VPN is there to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, all will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. Um, IPVanish is offering for conservative daily listeners an incredible 70% off their yearly plan uh, with a 30-day money-back guarantee, it's like getting nine months for free. Um, IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, you're, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with a brand that is rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVanish.com daily and use promo code daily. Okay. So I mean I, I like the fact that you didn't just come out and say everything went okay. Why didn't they let you back in to look at the ballots?
2: I have no idea. I mean in the report it says we can determine these where do we can determine the information that I just told you. Okay. Server number, date, so on. Also similarities, right? Did they all come from the same machine, that sort of thing? And determine yeah. if there's a plausible explanation or not i don't know if there is but that would give us the answer and it seems like that would be something that would be desirable to know
0: well eric me. L- let me ask you a question jovan was uh used some of your findings in this report and some of the things that he's been publishing um did you work with jovan on some of these findings
2: i, I did not i heard that he had access to my report we've missed each other in phone calls. I've not spoken to him personally, uh, I've just heard who he is.
0: Yeah, so one of the things on, let's see what page this is. Uh, Mr. Producer, if you'll just put the uh, report online and just put us on on the on the, so we can see both of us, but have the report up, and you'll go down to the non-uniform dividing lines and the well-formed straight divided lines Keep going, keep going. It should be the next one. Stop. So, so these are. This is just another example of what it should look like on a PDF and what it looked like. Correct. When you did an investigation, yes. and if you okay. go down even and even further, you see that same thing on the on the fill in of the circles. Right. So
2: correct. So those marks that you see, yeah, are marks on a, on an acetate overlay like a clear piece of plastic that i put on the photograph
0: yeah and
2: i marked where the brakes are i can slide the overlay down to the next ballot and the same overlay and show you that the brakes are in exactly the same place
0: now how would that so in other
2: words i don't have the answer to that but it seems remarkably not to answer with a loaded answer but remarkably suspicious and worthy of further investigation as i said there could be an innocent explanation. I don't know. I'm not saying there's not. But it seems incredibly worthy of investigation and highly suspicious to me.
0: Okay, so as, as you walk through this, go ahead and take it down, Mr. Producer. As you walk through this report, you found I guess I'm more interested on the the why they finally just cut you off. I mean, you have the you you have the resume. Why would they not call you back if The things that you're putting out there are 100% definitively proven. And they they don't even pick up the phone. No one picks up the phone. I mean, not even Doug Logan. Did Doug Logan pick up the phone and call you?
2: After I completed the report, I talked to Doug quite a few times, of course, in Arizona. Yeah. After I completed the report, he completed his very close in time to that. And after the completion of his report, I don't think I've spoken with him other than maybe a text message of, did you make it home okay? Whatever, but it, it wasn't, nothing of substance since then with Doug Logan, Now,
0: So you have a report, Arizona has a report. There are massive findings of fraud. I mean, I'll just call it fraud. Inside the report, you have yours, which are questions which should be answered, which if you literally were to get Access to the ballots, it would answer the questions, would it not?
2: Absolutely, especially on the one that we just talked about with the color printing and the CPS codes. It will give it, it; it's there.
0: So then, why are they not giving you access to it? What's what's your opinion on why they're not giving you access to it?
2: Well, first, I can't really speculate on who has seen the report. That's something that I don't know. Uh, I'd be curious to know that. Like, who has the report been in front of? And that would give you a list of who, I don't know the right word. Ignored might be too strong, but along those lines, the smoke. That would be interesting to know. I don't know. Uh, But I I, I can't understand why. I've, I've not had an election case where I've had findings like this and somebody said, okay, we don't want to figure out the truth. I've never had that happen in my career.
0: Okay. And, and did you work for Doug Logan or did you work for the Arizona Senate? Who, who did you work for in, in creating these findings?
2: I was working with Doug Logan as far as the, it was an impartial examination. I wasn't working for anyone. Uh, I was working alongside Doug, uh, doing something different, obviously, but uh, working alongside Doug and using the photographs that his team had taken since I didn't have access to the original ballots.
0: And do you know why you didn't have access to the original ballots?
2: My understanding was that the agreement of production was only for a limited time to Doug and his team. Okay. And once that time had passed, in other words, his audit spanned a series of months. I don't remember how many, four or five or something like that, but he only had access to the original ballots for a certain amount of time. And I wasn't told how long that was, but a month or two or six weeks or something. And once he was done with that, he wasn't allowed back and then by association, nor was I to get the original paper again. But the findings of that, since I got in late to the exam with only a few weeks to go, if we ha- with the finding of if we had it, not only if we had it, we might find something, there's some reason to investigate it. And if we had it, it's there. It seems crazy to me that we don't go look. That's the part that is crazy to me. It it would be one thing if it was, well, maybe it's there, I don't know. And who knows what we'd actually find and so on. I'm saying it's incredibly to highly to nearly certainly we would find out the truth, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. I I don't know, I'm guessing or speculating what the truth is but we would find out the truth and the issue of these 23 to 25,000 would be put to bed. Either good or bad, it would be put to bed. It seems worthy of the answer.
0: Okay, so somebody just asked a question it says page 8 of the report says the CPS code could not be seen. Do I understand that correctly?
2: That is correct in the photographs. So the I photographs. have zoomed in photographs of certain sections. And I can see that there is a code in many of them, but I can't make out the whole code to tell you because the code is a block that's a certain size and the photographs are zoomed in where you only get a corner or an edge or something like that. So I can't get the entire code to tell you what it means. It's like a matrix, you saw it in the video. Yes. So I can see there is a code, but I can't see the entire code.
0: Okay, so if you got access to these ballots could you tell us definitively what happened with those 25,000 ballots?
2: I could tell you where they came from and when they were printed. That would answer a, possibly all of your question, possibly only a portion of your question, depending on what the answer is. Uh, but it would at least give you a huge part of the, if not the entirety of that, the answer to that question.
0: Okay. So, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, the work Dr. Shiva was doing there as well. Did that correlate with the what the things that you're doing and the things that he he did in his report?
2: I'm unaware of that person.
0: Okay. Um, did Did Doug Logan pay you, or did you get paid by the Senate? Who paid you to do
2: the report? I was paid for my time by a third party. I was compensated by a third party working alongside Doug, but compensated by a third party.
0: Can you tell us who the third party is?
2: I can't without client approval. I'm sorry, but I, okay. I, I, it's possible, but I don't know if I can tell you.
0: I mean, if I sat and threw out stuff like uh, Patrick Byrne, would, would you tell me if, it, if I was hitting the nail in the head?
2: I don't want to play the guest game forever, but I have no idea who that person is.
0: So, so this, Eric, is kind of our problem as people. I mean, it, th- this is actually the thing that bothers us the most is that there's always something hidden, it feels like. And so you got paid to do the work did that person come back to you and say hey i want you to do more work or did they say okay you can stop
2: there is no more work left for me to do they didn't they surely didn't say stop there's nothing left to do until we get access to the original so the finding is are as far as we can go down the road with the photographs and the scans that we have there's nothing left to do we know how many have this issue this printing issue We have the data on the 90% that we talked about. Yeah. There's nothing left to do other than now we need the originals. Now on the second part, that would be a boots on the ground investigation on the 90% thing that we talked about. I mean, that we touched on. There isn't really anything forensically that I can think of that could be done. I would like to see those batches to know, but I don't know that there's a forensic hit on those, but the 25,000 we know what we need. We need the originals. There's nothing left to do from the copies and the the photographs, unfortunately, or I would do it.
0: All right. So we we, we have a report which is astonishing. It's astonishing to me that the report itself did not make it into the audit report. Were you at least given a reason why it was kept out of the audit report by Logan or anyone else?
2: No, my understanding was going to be Included in the audit report. I, I, that was news that was broken to me just a few, maybe two or three weeks ago. I had no idea until then that it wasn't in the audit report.
0: So, so, so wait, a minute, wait a second. Does the person that paid you know that it wasn't included in the audit report?
2: I have no idea. I didn't ever ask if they knew or didn't know. Well, I, I, think, I just assumed that it was the whole time.
0: I think you should go back to that person. Because I think that person deserves to know that, that the findings that they paid you to do weren't in the report. And if it's not in the report, because I didn't read it in the report, and I've read the report. Mr. Producer, you've read the report. Have you? Did you see it?
2: Anywhere. Definitely not. So, so I mean, this is who big. Generated, in, I'm sorry. I don't mean, I'm just curious. Who generated the report that you're speaking of?
0: The Cyber Ninjas. They went in front of the Senate.
2: The report of Doug Logan. It wasn't included.
0: It was nope. not. Nope. Okay. Now, I, I hope I'm. I'm. Maybe I'm wrong, but, but I'm. I'm pretty. I'm sure that, that I would that have. That this would have been the first thing on the top of my list. Of well, let's just go look at the ballots. It would have been the first thing that I did. I mean, it would have been simple. I would have seen it and said, "All right, hey Doug, just go
2: look at these ballots." Right. That's but, rather the point. And, and furthermore, to that point, even if I don't get access to the originals. I'm not the only person in the world that could do it. First of all, it doesn't have to be me. If you don't want me, don't like me, want someone else, whatever, that's fine too. But second of all, it could be from a photograph. If someone properly photographed for the purposes of capturing the code, I'm not disparaging Doug's team for the photographs they took because they didn't know we were going to need this. But if we had the photographs taken for purposes of deciphering the code, you could also do it from the photographs or scans of those dots as well. Right,
0: because it would be the high-res scans. Exactly. Did see so, the yellow
2: dots. So, so yeah, they have absolutely. those.
0: They have those. So why haven't they even mm-hmm. gone back to those?
2: They have high-res, meaning Cyber Ninjas? Cyber Ninjas. My understanding is they have high-res photographs where the resolution isn't good enough when you zoom in on the areas. I, and I've looked at those photographs. Okay, They have the raw photograph that was taken of the entire ballot. Yeah. But when you zoom in to look at that, the resolution is not good enough to determine what the code is. Okay. In other words, it's of the whole ballot. And when you zoom in, you lose it, just like any other photo or camera.
0: Okay, It's so, unfortunate.
2: I didn't look at that, though.
0: So you're just finding out that your information, and, and this, by the way, is astonishing. Your information, your report, this report that you wrote, did not make it into the Arizona audit report that was given to the Senate. Which means, which mean, if that's true, it means Bernovich doesn't even know this report exists.
2: That may be the case. I, I, that's why I said earlier I'd be curious to know who has seen it, um, because it's uh, that's significant in what's going on. I don't have a handle on the political waves of what's happening, but uh, that would be I'd be curious to know. It, it doesn't make sense. All three volumes not in there.
0: Not in there. Did you did you search anything about these pictures or anything else while we're while we're sitting here? Just search those volumes. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think that the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get off the phone. I'm going to call Mark Fincham and say, "Hey, why wasn't Eric's report in the in the audit report? Because I want to know. I mean, you have twenty five thousand ballots. I mean, forget all the other bad stuff that happened in the audit. Right? We we know that there's in those three volumes there was tons of they deleted databases. (coughs) They did some crazy stuff. Excuse, uh, bless you, but thank you. But you have twenty five thousand ballots, which is more than two times that the margin of victory in Arizona.
2: And, and they this is only one report. of the two findings to keep in, to keep it in perspective. This is only one of two findings.
0: Okay. You, you, so the second finding was the one on the ballots counts and the batches. Correct. Okay. And the, uh, which those ballots came out, 90% or higher for one candidate for Biden, correct? Do you want to explain that to us?
2: Sure. So quite frequently when ballots are counted, they batch them in 200 for quality control purposes and counting and checks and balances and so on. Makes sense. A lot of places do it. When the mail, when the early voting ballots and the mail-in ballots came in, I was told they came into a central processing area and then they were counted at some point in time after they were received, obviously. It may be soon thereafter, it may be longer. Uh, but they started counting them and they kept a running count as time went on. When you have a race that is from afar and all compiled into one area in a 50-50 race, which by all accounts, this is about as close to 50-50 as we've seen. You shouldn't expect big groups or big batches. Now, if you looked at one geographical location or one subdivision or one small pocket in a city, that could happen that would favor a certain candidate or a certain referendum or certain whatever. But in a 50-50 race, when it's combined from all over, there shouldn't be big variations in 100 to 100 for each candidate, right? So I looked at the ones that had over 90% for one specific candidate and found there were 61, which is more than I would have expected. But I wanted to see, well, what is the makeup of those 61? And this should be 30 to 31 or 29 to 32, or maybe right. even 25 to 36. Right. Something right. like that. It was 58 to three, 58. Of them were for Biden in favor of ninety percent or more, and three were in favor of Trump, which is a huge anomaly. And and
0: a it, it just it's like winning the lottery every day and twice on Sunday.
2: It would be somewhat along those lines. That's why I said a statistician in, uh, in the report. I said a statistician could give you the real numbers, but that is that should not happen in the world that I live in, as I understand it. That that is a crazy discrepancy. Uh, but if you think about it and you want to change, if someone's goal is to change the outcome of an election, there's two ways to do it. Add votes for candidate A or remove votes for candidate B, right? Those are the only two ways that I know of that you could do it.
0: Yeah. Right. Or, or you could add votes for candidate A and B, right? 70%, 30%, 70% for Trump, 30% for Biden, add a thousand to both sides. Now you're at 50, 50 right? We're not a 50, Right, 50 it would just country. take you longer. You're yeah. adding,
2: favoring one, but it'd take you longer if you don't right. do 100 to zero, right?
0: But but it would make sense based on how they had the mail-in ballots and the, the temperature for support for uh, President Trump, um, what they would have to do in order to make it happen, right? And that's why you'd have 58 to three, is you'd have to have some sort of balancing, because if you did 100% to Biden, chances are you would, they want to make it look right. like so it's more legitimate.
2: In the batches of 200, you're not gonna have a hundred for one candidate because it's gonna stick out like a sore thumb. Right. So, so they figured that's out that's why 58. I didn't look for just a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But when you have for ninety, and I'm just saying hypothetical. I don't know what happened, but this is what should be investigated. If you had sixty one for Biden and sixty one for Trump, and you got rid of fifty eight of the Trump ones, that's what I'm saying is the eleven thousand votes right there. Yeah. If each so, candidate did have sixty one each in other words, if somebody had sorted them, these this pile is Biden, this pile is Trump, which would almost have to happen to get that many of 90%. Somebody had to sort ballots to get them for this candidate or that candidate. It would seem, I'm not saying it's positive, but it would sure seem that way. And some of them are not there. I mean, I don't know, but that's something else that should be investigated with boots on the ground, where these came from, where they were, and how they tie back in. All
0: right. So so let's let's work the problem. You had a report you had 25,000 ballots. You if you had access 25,000 ballots, you'd be able to tell us where they came from.
2: That's correct. All right.
0: So we're going to get you access to those 25,000 ballots. Now, let me ask you a question. I'm going to find a way. <laughs> I, I don't care if I have to break into somebody's house to get it. I probably won't do that. It's probably I probably shouldn't say that. But uh I'll bleep that out. Yeah, you would, yeah probably bleep that out. Somebody breaks into somebody's house. They're coming knocking on my door. Joe, did you fly to Arizona and they break into somebody's belts. house? Yeah, hundred percent bullshit guy. <laughs> we we have a thing that we do, Eric, when we have to deal with what seems like a lot of bullshit, um, and we have this little.
2: Uh, oh, you see this guy? This. See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo wee woo. Because he have to go in front of the traffic. Look what I do: twenty-two, and he do wee woo wee woo.
0: <laughs> it's our way to say that. Hey, listen, they're just literally—they think we're stupid, uh, but we're not. Okay, so I got—I got one more ad read I got to do for you real quick, uh, Eric. So I'm going to interrupt you here. Um, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Crowd Health. Crowd Health is not health insurance. It's a different way to handle healthcare costs. 25,000, 250,000 people with health insurance went bankrupt last year due to medical costs, and there's nothing stopping insurance companies from hospitals from continuing to raise prices. The problem with insurance is that with insurance, you pay huge premiums with huge deductibles, uh, which means on top of the thousands you pay to keep your plan, you end up paying thousands more uh, before your insurance even kicks in. And one in six claims are denied by um, healthcare.gov plans. No wonder so many people choose to take their chances without insurance. Um, CrowdHealth gives you a new way to pay for healthcare. No doctors' network, no huge premiums or high deductibles. Um, they want to put the community back in community healthcare and give its members access to high quality care for up to 60% less in the process. You pay one monthly fee for your account, get access to CrowdHealth, the CrowdHealth community. It's less than two hundred dollars a month for most people. hundred percent of your monthly contribution directly funds and reduces the healthcare costs of the community. You pay the first five hundred dollars of a health event; the rest gets submitted to the Crowd Health community members for funding. And unlike insurance, you're not limited by doctor networks when looking for care. Um, so, how does it lower your your near yearly costs? Unlike insurance, Crowd Health uh, succeeds in keeping its members happy by not by driving up prices. Uh, CrowdHealth also helps you maintain member shops for great care at great prices and makes payments to doctors and members in, as quickly as possible and negotiates on the community's behalf when unexpected unexpected bills arise. It's totally reversed the vicious incentives that got the health care system into the mess in the first place. Uh, so don't let health care costs stand between you and your future. Join CrowdHealth today. And right now, as, you're, as a listener for Conservative Daily, you get your first six months for just $99 per month. That's almost 50% off the normal price and a lot less than the high deductible health care plan. Uh, just go to he- go to joincrowdhealth.com and use promo code FREEDOM at sign up. That's joincrowdhealth.com with the promo code Freedom. Uh, and this is a disclaimer: uh, crowd health is not an insurance, a health insurance. It is a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms, conditions may apply. All right. So, Eric, I'm still blown by, away by the fact that you they didn't even tell you that your report wasn't included in the report.
2: No, I'm a little bit myself.
0: Um, so does the person that paid you to go there, And see, I'm digging. The person that paid you to go there, um, did they know that it wasn't in the report? I mean, are they going to find out now on this show that that, that they paid you to do something that literally was thrown in the trash as soon as you left?
2: I mean, they could be finding out now. I don't know. I don't know if they already knew. Um, There's definitely something I'll pass along. I mean, I didn't... They might be more in the loop than me. I really don't know the answer to that.
0: I mean, did you? Did they pay you... I mean, was it a significant amount or was it something that was just, you know, a couple thousand dollars? Or was this a, was this a significant investment to get to the bottom of this?
2: It would be to me. I, I could maybe phrase it as they paid for a lifetime of experience and not... uh a couple hours worth of work.
0: Okay, so they pay you a hundred grand.
2: Am I close? Well, I can't. Ah, I can see, I'm, of, just, I'm trying no, to dig no, no, in, no, I'm no, not try- even with client <laughs> approval. I'm sorry, but uh.
0: <laughs>
2: I want to know how big the investment was here. All right, six figures, seven figures. Can you can you give me like? Can I? I was paid less than Doug Logan. If that means anything to you.
0: Well, and it sounds like you, you were worth more than Logan. Sorry we had Logan on here and one of the things he said was that if he would have wrote the report, the way it should have been written, it would have been a constitutional crisis.
2: Okay. Doesn't surprise me. I don't know.
0: All right. Well, is there anything else you want to add about your report? I'm, I'm, I'm literally, once we get off this show, I'm going to make a couple phone calls and see if I can find out how we can get you access to those 25,000 ballots.
2: That would be amazing. I have the pallet numbers and the box numbers of the locations of the ones that we wanna look at. And uh, just in case you get asked questions, I would say I could probably do it in a few days, a reasonable sample of them. I'm not saying every one of the 25,000, but we'd have a pretty good idea how many different printers and what the dates are and so on in just a few days.
0: All right, so in a few days we could know if these 25,000 are legitimate or not legitimate?
2: At least pretty close to that. I mean, if, if it were printed after the election day, you'd know right away they're not. So there could be easy answers. There could be more digging to some of the answers, depending on who owns the machine, where it's it came from and all that. But it's unbelievable. It could be very fast.
0: All right. Well, Eric, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I'm going to dig into the, to the bottom of it. I do have your number. I'll be calling you as well. I'm going to call Mark Fincham, and uh, I'll start there, and then I'll just start calling Liz Harrington. I, I don't even know how many people don't know that your information is not in the report. I I I don't. I think that's one of the things that are just blowing my mind. Um, where can everybody follow you? Can they follow you?
2: Um, I don't have any social media or anything. Uh, stay, our firm stay, has a website. Yeah. And uh, if you want to know more about my firm or me, you can see it on the website, my resume, cases I've handled, things like that. The website is 4N6. That's a number four, letter N, number six, dot com, like forensics.
0: Awesome. Eric, thanks a lot. I do appreciate all the work you did in Arizona. And uh, we'll be back in touch with you. Thanks for being on the show.
2: Sounds great. Happy to help out uh, if you can get access or high resolution scans or photos or whatever we can do and it'd be great. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good night.
0: So, so I have to tell you, uh, you know, I'm sitting here asking questions. I'm digging in, you guys are hearing me dig in, right? I want to, I want to know who paid you. I can't tell you, I got to get his approval. Um, What what about, uh, how much they paid you? I can't tell you that either. (laughs) Um, Could it be Patrick Byrne? I've never heard of him. The one thing I like about Eric is Eric's matter of fact. Like, there, there's no role in his game. He doesn't even care. He gives zero shits. He gives zero shits. <laughs> what the outcome is, he's just going to report on the truth. And yet they kept him away from those 25,000 ballots. We have to start asking our questions. We have to work the problem. It's one of the things that I think that we definitely 100% have to do is continue to work the problem and be like a dog with a bone. Every time they come out and they say there's no election fraud, well, or show us the evidence. We show the evidence, and what do they say afterwards? Oh, not that evidence. you have any other evidence? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I need Martha. You got some more evidence over there somewhere? Martha. 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 He's pulling that evidence out again. I need some other evidence. It's not evidence. Uh, can somebody go get me some other evidence? I need some tinfoil evidence. Oh, this is all real evidence. I don't want to see this every single time. We talk about Wisconsin, the amount of fraud in Wisconsin, they say, ah, he, he's just, he's a right-wing conspiracy theorist. That's your answer to everything. And by the way, I just want to remind the radical left of something. So Kyle Clark, pay attention, you little <laughs> bag. You're going to piss us off so badly that we don't see any other option than to punch you flat in the face. And I don't mean that figuratively. I mean that people around the country are sick of your They're sick of you lying. They're sick of you doubling down on lie after lie after lie. And that's all you do is lie. And you give us machines with Eric Coomer running it. A Satanist, drug addicted, piece of garbage that writes stuff on the internet about how he hates America. And we're supposed to believe that he wasn't on that call? Fork him. See, I was good. I didn't cuss. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, you could drop one. I'm going to be honest. I can't stand this guy. No. And then we have a, a compromised judiciary of people that are afraid to tell the truth. They're afraid to rule in the way to protect the American people. And they walk around and say, just keep saying it. Just keep saying it. We're wearing them down. You're not wearing us down. You're pissing us off. You're not wearing us down but you're going to get to the place where you do it enough times and people are going to finally say, Hey, are you in? I'm be like, yeah, I'm in. Are you in? Yep. I'm in. And we're just going to come for you. And I'm fr- frankly, it's not me that you have to worry about. It's the silent type that sit on the side and decide that they lost mothers and fathers and, and uncles and grandfathers and great grandfathers fighting for this country. Those are the people that are going to stand up and say, I've had enough. The shenanigans, I've had enough with it. But no, here's what happens with the radical left and the rhinos, the establishment on the right. They stand up and they're like, yeah, there's nothing to see here. There's nothing we can do about it because they're getting parroted downstream and we're supposed to just walk away from it. You're not going to get to the place where we just walk away from it. We have no interest. It is America first. And what you're doing at the border Oh, you're just lighting a brand new fire because now guys are literally saying they wanted a militia, we're going to give it to them. We're going to go to the border. When someone comes across the border, we're going to kick their teeth in and take them back. They're not even being nice about it anymore. We're done. You take all of our money and you hand it to foreign sources. That's what these people are doing. You use us as slaves. And then when inflation goes up and everything else goes, you can say, hey, we're going to raise taxes on you now. We're going to take more from you. People, you got to wake up. we got to work the problem. The problem is simple. They are liars. Call them what they are. They are nothing but scumbag liars. There's nothing good about the radical left. There's nothing good about the mainstream media. There's nothing good about pedophile cousin it's that write articles about everyone that disagrees with them and lies about it. There's nothing good about them at all. We have a thing called the Constitution, and we've had a couple hundred years of suffering and people dying to defend that flag while people are literally desecrating it. At some point, it's got to become important enough for you to stand up. So with that said, we got the new membership deal. I think that people don't know where to go to get it. So if you put that link up, you can actually go to conservative-daily.com and at the very top it says log in or join and you can become a member. So we'll put the thing up. We'll be sending out an email and a text with it as well. Yeah, somebody just said free the political prisoners. Yes, we need to free the f- political prisoners. It it's it sad. It 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 blows my mind. And and by the way, the kindling is it's there. It's there. Anyway, become a member of Conservative Daily. Um, also, FEC United. We did launch. We fully launched on on. Uh, not fully. Uh, there were a few things we had, we need to button up because there was going to be a user experience uh, issue. issue, but we're fixing it. Okay. So it's going to
1: launch in the next day or so. All right. Like so, fully launched. We're, so we're testing it right now and making sure it's all good.
0: Yeah. So this will allow you to talk to people in your community, right? And so then you just start sharing with other people. You go on the commissioned app. Once you go on the commissioned app, um, you'll be able to pick your state. Um, and actually, I think you have to go to the website first. I don't What's, what's the process? No, you,
1: can't get, you can go
0: directly to the app. Okay. Uh, it's downloadable on either uh, Google or from the uh, Google Play Store or Apple Play Store. Yeah, I got that Commission Commission.global. You can go directly to the website, uh, log in either with an email or a phone number. We'll ask you a few questions when you join the main FEC group, and then we'll funnel you into uh, the correct groups for your local area based on the information that you give us. Yeah. And so what we're trying to do is connect you to other people and make it so they can't cancel you because they can't. And we literally put you in your community. You can have, you know, we got a bunch of things that we can do. You can, you can set it up so that you can get commerce because we have this new chamber of commerce thing we're, we're launching across the United States as well. That'll allow you to only do business with people that are like-minded, that are America first. And, we, and I'm talking about mortgages, cars, houses, food. I mean, if you're not America first, I'm not doing business with you. I want to starve them completely out. I don't want them to get $1. About $1. And then it literally, we're going to hire attorneys across the country. We have the Law and Policy Center that we're putting up. We just got the Commissioned app done. Um, so it's a platform that has other organizations on it as well. You find FEC United. You get into the FEC United deal. It sends you push notifications on your phone. You can do it on your, on your uh, um, computer. And that allows us to stay connected. And when you have like a, a deal where you say, hey, look, we're going to all meet down at the pub, and you get 50 or 75 of you, just sit around and You fellowship. You fellowship. You talk about what's happening and you work the problem together. You come up with solutions in your community to push out critical race theory, to say no. Guys, we have to start working the problem, not talking about the problem and saying it's hopeless. Oh, my gosh, there's so many problems. There's problems everywhere. No, that's not what I do every day. I get on here and I'm like, look, let's work the problem. Let's work the problem. They say there's no election fraud. That's bullshit. There's so much election fraud that it's literally coming out of both ears, both eyes, both feet. It's coming out of every part of your body. Right? We know that there's election fraud. So we got to work the problem, though. We can't sit here and talk about the problem and not come up with solutions. and So we're coming up with solutions so we can put you together. And then you know, we're going to have other solutions where we have sheriffs and other you know, alliances that we build with other organizations. We're going to give you the tools to be able to bypass all of the mainstream media BS. We want them to starve to death. We want them to see a hamburger in your hand and be so hungry because we've taken everything from them as they have tried to take everything from us. So that's it. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like us, follow us on Rumble. It was good to have Eric on. It was great to have Stephanie on this morning. She did really, really great. Um, yeah, smash the uh, Rumble button. I, I did find out that some of you guys don't have Rumble buttons on your on your phone. So I can't help you. Get on online and smash the Rumble button. Okay. Uh, if you want to listen to us live, you can go to conservative-daily.com. You can go to Rumble, DLive, Twitch, CloudHub, and Frank Speech. If you want to hear the audio version, you go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Stop by, give us a five-star review. If you like what you hear, share it with someone else. You become the ambassador of truth. And by the way, I'm thinking we're going to do some call-ins, and we're going to have a, uh, some sort of deal where I just get a bunch of people from the community on. Um, and now that um, I get to kind of do whatever I want, uh, we're going to also do some spotlights of some businesses around the nation where we can bless you in the community. So you can start connecting with other people that are like-minded. So that's it for this episode of conservative daily podcast. I am your, Oh, I'm sorry. Text word freedom to eight, nine, five, one, seven to get our text updates. Yeah. Hurry up and do that too. But I'm your host, Joe Oltman. I just want to tell you that the fight is not won, but the only way we win is we all stand up and fight together. It is all about density. It is all about becoming one. And there is power in numbers. I tell you what, God is at the wheel. But he said, have faith and act in that faith. God bless you all.